Welcome to Lord and Richards Radio, a program that will enable you to become more financially independent and prosperous from a biblical point of view. Tune in each week to learn how to prosper through good markets and bad. Now, here's our host, Colin Richards, Denver's biblical investment advisor. Hi, friends. I'm glad to be with you today on Lord and Richards Radio. I'm Colin Richards founder and president of Lord & Richards. We're a team of advisors who are dedicated to helping people just like you retire financially independent. And we're doing that every single day. On this show, we're discussing investing and planning from the perspective of key biblical principles, a little bit different way of looking at money. We also talk about how to use methods and strategies that will enable you to prosper through both up and down markets. And that's so important in today's volatile world. I'd love to chat with you. My team and I would love to help you talk to you about your specific questions regarding retirement and saving and investing from a biblical point of view. Just pick up the phone and give us a call at 720-592-1040. Again, that's 720-592-1040. I'd love to chat with you about how you can achieve financial independence from a biblical viewpoint. Or check us out online at lordandrichards.com. Hey folks, this is Colin Richards, president and founder of Lord & Richards, and I'm thrilled to be with you on another episode of the Lord & Richards show today. And today we're going to be doing a quick Bible study from Proverbs 18, 10 through 12, and we're going to contrast two different men in the Bible. Listen to what the writer of Proverbs has to say here. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous man runs into it and is safe. A rich man's wealth is his strong city and like a high wall in his imagination. Before destruction, a man's heart is haughty, but humility comes before honor. Quite a contrast that is being set up here between the two men. It's startling, actually, in its opposing nature. First of all, the rich man. In this passage, a person who has accumulated great wealth, a person who has become really self-sufficient, or what we call it, Lord and Richards, financially independent, can have this temptation, all right? It's not a certainty, but it is certainly a temptation, and it is certainly a common affliction for those blessed with great financial resources. Look at it first of all. A rich man views his wealth, and this goes, of course, for women as well. They do control more money than men, after all. He views his wealth like a strong city, a strong city. Imagine in your mind a citadel, a fortress, either mythical or real, surrounded by great battlements and ramparts with weapons defending it. And a man can become tempted, a person can become tempted to view their wealth in this way. It's like a great fortress around them. And part of the reason they've built and accumulated it over their lifetime has been to see it as a source of security, a source of security. A person like this aims to advance their own goals, their own priorities in the world, and they expect the world to make way for them because, after all, they are a person of means. And like a high wall would do, this person defends themselves from those who would call them to account. Now we get into not just the pride of riches, the pride of wealth, but the willingness to enter into corrupt 
or unscrupulous practices, lying on your tax return, not disclosing certain transactions, hiding wealth in unscrupulous ways, doing business in unscrupulous ways. This person views themselves because of their wealth as impregnable. They are proud. They don't listen to the counsel of others, much less God. So you can see how wealth can be a huge snare. Now, on the other hand, it can also be a great blessing, but the temptation of the rich is to fall into these kinds of difficulties, pride, dependence upon self, dependence on wealth. And as a matter of fact, this person's counselors, whom they should be listening to, actually fear them. So they tell them what they want to hear. They don't get good counsel because their counselors are afraid of them. But here's what the passage says. This is like a high wall in his imagination. You see, in reality, this person's wealth is not such a strong tower, not such a high wall after all. Because one day he's going to enter into old age and he's going to discover that it was all just a house of cards easily toppled. The wealth, the retirement plan, the businesses, the 401k, whatever it is that this person has accumulated and depended on for his strength, for his security to get his way in life, death will reveal the futility of it all. And as a sick person looks out into eternity, they would be willing almost every time, to trade everything they have for a few more moments of a rich, full, robust, meaningful life. And most realize, unfortunately, all too late, that it is really people that matter and not the pursuit of wealth. And they will discover in the end that their pride and their riches have led them straight to destruction. You say, wow, what a negative way to address us today, Colin. Well, this is wisdom. Sometimes, as the Bible says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. A healthy fear of not falling into this trap may be some really good medicine for us because we're always talking about financial independence. We're trying to help you achieve financial independence, but realize there's a ditch on either side of financial independence, and one of those ditches is self-reliance, and the other ditch is pride. But there's a difference here. It says that the righteous man views the name of the Lord as their strong tower, not their wealth. Now, they may be blessed with wealth or not. The vast majority of the world's population is not blessed with wealth. But here in America, oh my goodness, most of us are blessed with far more than we deserve. That's what we'd say. And the righteous man doesn't look to his wealth for his security, doesn't take pride in what he's accumulated, he finds the real source of his security in the name of the Lord, like a strong tower. Think of the Tower of London. Think of a great tower on a, on a castle. And this person acknowledges God, right? In all their ways, they acknowledge him. And so God becomes the source of what they advance, not their own agenda, the king and the kingdom. And in so doing, he is actually building up wealth, but not in this life, in the life to come. Riches in eternity, riches that are valuable. And you know what? It's what is done for Christ and eternity that will last. He discovers that God himself becomes his defense against those who would wrongfully accuse him. Instead of using wealth to obscure his own practices and protect himself from those who would bring him into account, he discovers God is the one against whom none can stand, and God 
will justify those who do right. And now look at his lifestyle. He maintains a righteous and a pure life. He's called a righteous person. They keep their obligations. They live for truth and right and justice. They have an exemplary testimony because they're accountable to the one, the one, capital O, the one who observes our lives with a perfect judgment. He sees through perfect eyes. And this person seeks out wise counsel from other godly people and finds life and joy in that. People don't run from them. As James says, the wisdom that above is pure and peaceable and easy to be entreated. It's, he's an easy person to get to know and to talk to. And finally, in the very end, death is embraced not as an enemy, not as dread, but as a friend who will usher this person into the reward of a life led in humility. The passage says, this person with humility has honor, honor. And imagine being honored by the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. So here at Lord and Richards, we teach financial independence, but we teach it from the perspective of biblical values. And that begins with the fear of the Lord. And that's real wisdom. And maybe you're saying today, well, you know, that's wisdom I could use. I could use financial advice that is couched, surrounded by, and steeped in the Word of God. Well, that's what we do at Lord & Richards. Every single day, we're helping people just like you, not only to seek, but to find financial independence so that you can use the amazing resources God has put at your disposal to do good for Him and for His kingdom and for others. It just starts with a simple conversation to begin a process we call a financial independence review. Just pick up the phone and give us a call at 720-592-1040. Again, that's 720-592-1040. I'd love to chat with you about how you can achieve financial independence from a biblical viewpoint. Or check us out online at lordandrichards.com. Hi, folks. This is Colin Richards, president and founder of Lord & Richards. And I'm very blessed to work with a wonderful team of advisors, highly skilled professionals who are working with folks just like you every single day to help you achieve financial independence. And we do that from a biblical point of view. You see, most folks we talk to like you are worried that events in our world are spinning out of control and that that's going to negatively affect your financial independence and specifically your retirement. So what we do is we help you build a plan to achieve financial independence so that you can take those wonderful resources that God has given you and do amazing things in this world for God and for others. And you know, it really starts with a comprehensive financial plan, a plan that's written, that's sustainable, that will get you from now through the end of life and take your resources beyond. And as part of that plan, there are many pieces to the pie. One of those is to make sure you've got a great written risk management plan. Another is to have a good income plan written down, a health care plan, an estate plan, and so on. But today we're going to talk about that slice of the pie that deals with, yes, taxes. It's the one item I left out. Taxes are one of those two things that we've learned are certain in life, death and taxes, unfortunately. There aren't many things we can really count on. But so long as we have the government that we currently have, we have a tax problem. We have a challenge, and I call it the coming tax storm. 
It is a tax storm because it's building on the horizon and it's going to affect you. It's going to affect me. It's going to affect all of us. You say, well, wait a minute. If I listen to the news properly, I'm hearing that it's only going to affect the quote unquote rich people who make 400,000 or more. We promise you folks, you'll never see an increase in your taxes. Well, folks, how often do you know a politician is lying? Well, as long as you see their lips moving, right? There may be good intent, but more often than not, there's simply a desire to get elected, a desire to stay in that seat in Congress or in that office in the White House. And so we believe at Lord & Richards that our clients should be prepared in advance for what's coming because we know that there is an agenda to increase your taxes. And I'm going to explain a little bit why in this and future segments. First of all, let's talk about a little story here. Most of you, if you're like average Americans, have been taught to save in tax-deferred vehicles. That means money that you don't pay taxes on now, but you will pay taxes on later when you withdraw it from your account. You say, well, where are good places to do that? That sounds pretty good. I don't have to pay taxes right now. Well, you can do that in an individual retirement account called an IRA. And there's a section of the code called Section 401k. You might have heard of that, and you may be doing that, getting some matching through work. You might have heard of other sections of the code like 403b or 457 and so on. These are programs that work with various entities, both governmental, nonprofit, and for-profit companies that allow you to invest your money not pay taxes, and therefore, hopefully, get a little bit more growth than you would otherwise because you're not having to take money away for taxes. Here's a little problem, though. Most people, having saved in those vehicles, are going to pay tax both on what you put in now, in the future, and on the growth, right? Because normally what we do is we defer the taxes to a future date, when we think we'll be in a lower tax bracket. That's what we've been told, right? One day when you retire, you'll have less in the way of taxes. Well, and for our grandparents, that may have been somewhat true, right? You think about grandma and grandpa. They stopped taking vacations when they were retired. They spent less money than they did when they were working. They talked about how they lived on a fixed income. They lived the fixedness of that income. They tightened the belt. They sucked it in. But think about our parents, the generation that's retired now, or maybe even you. You're going to every new restaurant. You're enjoying life. You've looked forward to retirement as a time to really get around the world, perhaps. Travel, take the river cruises, maybe buy the lake house for the grandkids, for the family to come. Whatever it is, there tends to be a little bit more emphasis in this current retired generation on enjoying retirement, looking at it as a reward for years of work. And so for boomers, spending less in retirement doesn't seem to to be the way they're wanting to go. Retirement is the, the reward, and they need to maintain their income in retirement in order to maintain those goals. So here it is on a bumper sticker. This is the great American savings myth, and it is that tax rates will be lower for you than they are today. That's just not true. First of all, think about the loss of key deductions, right? Even if you take less money out of your accounts than you lived on when you were working, you've lost some significant deductions. Your children, 
You've lost educational advantages and deductions. You've lost home interest advantages and deductions and so on. And then again, as we build retirement plans for our clients, we're finding that they want to maintain that standard of income as they pass over the line into retirement. And you're probably just the same. And you might be sitting here thinking, well, should I be feeling guilty for that because my parents or grandparents didn't do that? Well, no. The point is, if that's what you want, you've got to build a plan for it because it's not the way things are set up in our society. By investing in tax-deferred vehicles, you may actually be putting yourself in a position where you pay more taxes in retirement. Let's talk for a moment about the current environment. Since COVID, we saw a wave of federal stimulus pumping trillions upon trillions of dollars into the system to try to save the economy. And so what is the result? Whether it's loan forgiveness, whether it's giving money out to small business or just mailing checks to people's houses, it was the great American giveaway, right? And a lot of people packed that money and saved it away and saved it, okay? But what's going to happen when the money when the government realizes that its debt is no longer sustainable, that bill that was kicked down the road is going to come due. You don't believe me? Listen to these words from Treasury Secretary Steven Mnuchin during the very first wave of federal government um, stimulus package. He said this on March 18th of 2020, just as the crisis was getting underway, in different times, we'll fix the deficit. This is not the time to worry about it. Well, folks, my question is, when are we going to worry about it? Because as long as the, the government keeps spending money at an unsustainable clip, you can count on this. They're going to need to raise revenues down the road. So here's the question. Will that raising of revenues land on your door, doorstep? If taxes are a concern or other areas of financial planning, if you say, you know what, Colin, I truly do want to plan in advance for the potential of my taxes to go up even in retirement, I want to know what to do and how to avoid it, and I also want to know how to retire financially independent, well, then that's where we come in. At Lord & Richards, we're helping people just like you every single day to achieve and maintain financial independence. And it just starts with a simple process we call a financial independence review, a process that checks, are you ready? And if not, what steps do we need to take to get you there? It just starts with a simple conversation. Just pick up the phone and give us a call at 720-592-1040. Again, that's 720-592-1040. I'd love to chat with you about how you can achieve financial independence from a biblical viewpoint. Or check us out online at lordandrichards.com. Hey folks, this is Colin Richards, president and founder of Lord & Richards, and we're here today talking to you about the problem of the coming tax storm. And in a previous segment called The Tax Storm, Will It Affect Me?, we really discussed the problem of the great American savings myth, the idea that one day if you set aside your money in 401ks, and defer those taxes, one day you'll be in a lower bracket. And that's just not likely. So what we have set up together is that we are now in a partnership with the U.S. government. And you know, folks like you that I'm talking to every single day are very concerned about being in that partnership. And taxes is one of the many ways that they're concerned their retirement is going to derail. 
So what we do here at Lord & Richards is we build a plan to help you achieve financial independence, and that includes our written tax plan. Now, as you have gone into partnership with the IRS, it might feel a little bit um, weakening. It might feel a little bit discouraging as you say, wow, you know, I've got IRAs or I've got a 401k or 403b. And so one day I know whether I take that money out on my own or if I'm forced by the government at age 72, required minimum distributions, I may well be paying more taxes than I plan. And one of the problems that we have with the current federal stimulus is that we're likely to blow up some of those tax rates in the future. We'll get to that in a subsequent session. But for right now, we're just dealing with the fact that the government has been spending like there's no tomorrow. You ought to write this down or just put this away in your memory if you're driving along the road right now. There is a website that has been called to my attention and that I've been looking at for years now. It's called usdebtclock.org, usdebtclock.org. And if you go to that site, don't do it now if you're driving, it's got numbers in motion, numbers in motion. They're not static. And they include all of the national debt. They include household debt, consumer debt, and so forth. They even include a category called unfunded liabilities. You say, well, what can we take away from that? Well, just two years ago, our U.S. national debt was about $24 trillion. $24 trillion. Today, it stands at nearly $30 one trillion dollars. So our government is amassing debt at an unsustainable pace. And let me ask you folks, now you're good down-home economists yourselves. Don't sell yourself short. If you're at home and your income is exceeded by your expenses, in other words, you're spending more than what is coming in, is that good economic policy for your home? Absolutely not. Then why should the government get a free pass? Well, they're not. The problem is the government is in a position to go out and, and print money anytime it needs it. And it does that essentially by asking for you and me to lend it money. And countries across the world, like China, in the form of U.S. bonds, debt. And so as the government accumulates more debt, there is a question out there, and there's not a clear answer. How much can we accumulate as a percentage of all the economic activity in our country before we're pushed into a default, before people don't want to lend money to the government anymore. Well, right now, U.S. money is considered, or U.S. debt's considered pretty safe. But we have moved in just two years from 115% debt to gross domestic product. That means $31 trillion of debt against $23 trillion of the total economic activity in this country. You divide that and you come up with 130%, 130% GDP to debt ratio. That is huge, debt to GDP, pardon me, because at some point people are going to begin to say, you know what, you don't really have the wherewithal to pay us back. And what's going to happen then? Well, the, if the credit rating of the United States falls, we're going to see increases in interest rates. We've already seen it done through adjustments by the Fed. We've already seen that done because of monetary policy, trying to cool things down. But what happens when the world increases our rates? Because they want to get paid well for our less uh, qual high quality debt. That's a challenge. That's a problem. In addition, the government is going to be pushing, pushing, pushing for more revenue, more 
revenue. And so there are some ways that are you're going to get caught in if you don't plan in advance. And you know what? I say this too often, but I think it's a great quotation. Failing to plan is planning to fail. Failing to plan is planning to fail. And if we don't get ahead of the problem, we're going to be a victim of the problem. Here's a couple ways you may want to employ if you really do want to pay more taxes. Just wait around for the bracket changes. We're going to talk about that. But we know that your tax bracket is going to go up in 2026. No matter what happens, the expiration of the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act will land. Historically, Congress lets those laws expire because their political usefulness is no more. And it went to a prior generation of senators and congressmen. And looking at deficit and entitlement spending right now, trillions of new debt through stimulus packages has almost guaranteed us higher higher tax rates. So just wait around and don't get proactive with brackets deductions are going to expire as well. Congress doesn't want to vote on tax increases, but what they're sure going to do is let deductions that were voted into law expire. And then finally, stealth tax. And we're going to do a whole session on that in the future. If you say, well, this concerns me. I do need a written tax plan, Colin, and I need to get a plan in place to achieve financial independence. Well, with as with everything we do, your financial independence review is just a phone call away, a complimentary consultation where we ha- can help you develop a plan to achieve financial independence. Just pick up the phone and give us a call at 720-592-1040. Again, that's 720-592-1040. I'd love to chat with you about how you can achieve financial independence from a biblical viewpoint. Or check us out online at lordandrichards.com. Investment advisory service is offered only by duly registered individuals through AE Wealth Management, LLC.